companions. We help you discover your many layers. You peel your car, you wake up, with fresh eyes. Question life, question humanity, question society, but most of all, question yourself. This episode is an auditory delight. It is available as a video on Onions Talk's Facebook page if you wish to see plant music and Eileen's hops in action. So you can see how the plant is actively listening to me as I tune the harp. And this is something I've been experimenting with for several weeks now. As you could sense or um, just noticing the plant music attuning or listening. And I also feel the tuning and the fact of being in a place of humility that I'm tuning an instrument, I'm not even playing yet. The plant, there's a curiosity, there's a intrigue of this, this shift, this um, attunement and I'm tuning to its scale and its key as well. So if you can imagine nature being a, a, a vibration and just like a note on a piano, I'm tuning to that note um, through metaphorically through the harp. And I've set the, the tuning on the plant machine to 432 hertz, and which is the resonance of the earth, as well as the key of D, which is I'm able to tune both of these instruments too. So let's see how it sounds. Oh, it's still totally have to. Let's see. Let's see if the plant how the plant responds to that. This is the sound of the harp. Yeah, so this is the harp, but then the plant music is on the harp setting. So it might be a little confusing for some people, but um, the sound of the plant being on the harp setting is also to me a metaphor of our natural vibrational state or our natural song. And the harp um, being very connected to the heart is the song of nature is very much connected to our hearts as well. Does the plant just sort of play on its own as, as it wants to, as it wishes? Yeah, so the plant is, it's a, basically the plant that's machine the plant. is a biofeedback machine. Yeah, that's the plant. So it's a biofeedback machine that's allowing us to hear the, the changes in it, the electromagnetic frequency of the plant. So just like any, any living being, it has an exchange of sugars and fluids and it's in it and we get to hear that and it's measured by this very cool device that was developed in a community in Italy called Damanher and they were developing this for over 20 years to be sensitive sensitive enough to pick it up. It's super cool. So the plant will noticeably shift to the energy in the space so I've been practicing and creating in a beautiful space um, it's a temple and um, there's crystals in the in the room as well as in the floor there's an embedded um, Kabbalistic tree of life so there's there's about four feet of crystal in the floor in the shape of the tree of life which is this very powerful symbol of 
interconnection with life and with with the universe. And so the plant um, in the room has been playing with my music and tuning to my harps as I tune. As also I had several friends come in and it was just alive with energy where sometimes when I, when I step away from the harps and I'm working on my notes and I'm studying and, and tuning in um, to the, the artifacts of the wayfinder, it might stop all com completely for quite a while. And often I, oh, it's silent. And I turn around and I look at it and then it starts to play as I look at the plant and I give it attention. So it's not that it's silent. Um, it might be listening. It might just be aware that song isn't needed. So there's this, this ability to be present and to be aware of what's happening that is quite extraordinary. And this is what we have all. We all have the ability to be intuitive within us. And the plant music is, is this gauge of kind of like a heart math machine, like are you in your head, are you in your heart? It's um, helping us, you know, just like an animal would, you know, where are we at? If we're upset or frustrated, the animal might pick up on that and also get agitated, right? But if we're in a state of more expanded awareness, the plant does respond to that. And because I'm playing with instruments that are creating sound waves, the plant can easily pick up on that too. It's so interesting also because it's really calm. It doesn't come in like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's just sort of like slowly finding its way into the space where where we where we hold. So yeah, let them, let me sort of like uh, do a bit of introduction. So Ali and I we met because uh, we we are doing um, an artist composer residency with Social Innovation Exchange, which is how sort of this mini podcast series came about and it's sort of a, a mini series to document or to try and hold these um, conversations that we've been having and all the different thought process that goes into the, the works that we're producing for social innovation exchange for the wayfinder project but also just as a reflection of our practice and and our response to the world which is very much what the wayfinder project is about a response to the chaos that's happening but also in in, in the sort of like outlook towards the future, what is it that we can bring in as artists or what kind of action can possibly be inspired through the arts or through music? And Ali, will you be able to start with a self-introduction? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Fia. I am, so my name is Ali Aurora and I'm in Calgary, Canada, amongst the snow and the ice. And we actually are having very beautiful weather right now, but... I started playing the harp um, when I was in my teens and I played, I started playing because my mom started playing. And so I've used the harp as a, a way of bringing people together, of connecting people, um, and also as a way of expressing my, my heart and what I see in the world. So I often create songs and, and soundscapes that really represent a journey of human growth and human development. Um, I wrote a song about three years ago after the passing of one of my friends called The Sound of You. And it was, it's really a, oh, the plant, you can hear the plant like that. Um, it's really, it was a journey from a place of deep grief and loss to hope and, and possibility and seeing a person who's very dear to us being 
at peace. So th there's a journey in that and the pieces that I'm working on right now are connected to journey and connected to um, deep social webs that we, we find ourselves in. It's often that the songs I write are metaphors and, and also representing a new possibility as human beings together. I just wrote a song called I Am Here With You. And the song in the second part, it's imagine one step at a time we can break open the sky. So there's, there's real possibility that musicians and artists can, can share with the work that we're creating. And about uh, three years ago, I started working with plant music with a friend of mine. We received a grant to experiment with how plant music how it, how it responded to different public spaces. So we brought it into a concert setting. We brought it into a grocery store. We brought it into, um, you know, busy public street. And we noticed how is the song of nature influenced by its environment? So we found some really beautiful evidence of nature being intimately res responsive to our actions and our thoughts and our emotions and the ability to bring plant music into a concert setting or into an experience means that there, we almost like have the pulse of nature. And it, um, so that's a part of my introduction. I've been working also in the last nine months with Alberta Social Innovation Connect on a project to uh, really help address um, mental well-being through creating a very interactive online event to create meaningful connection online, as well as a music video that I just released. So this bringing social innovation together with art, creativity, and um, embodied inquiry is really what I'm passionate about. And I'm, I'm very excited to be speaking with you, Fia, and creating in this amazing Six Wayfinder project as well. I remember I was so fascinated when you first uh, showed me the plant music, also because I was reading up on sacred economics and, and Charles Eisenstein's work, and he was, you know, just saying that how, as a as a sort of system where capitalism exists, and we we see each each individual or thing or entity as a resource. So we see nature as a resource to be exploited, to, to sort of have that economic progress or economic gain. And, and we don't stop at it because our economy is, is on the premise of, of um, exponential growth. We have to continue growing so that people, people will be able to keep their jobs, they'll be able to find jobs or, or whatever. And, and yet, you know, if we, if we actually look at each entity as well as the all of the things that's in nature as its own living being instead of it being just a resource to be exploited if we recognize that there is life in them then we will start to rethink and and reshape our relationship with all of the other interbeings in this world and when you pointed out that you know plants actually can kind of sing like there is a way that they can communicate it was just uh, it was so fascinating because i think maybe for some for some people when we, when we look at animals it's because they can respond in in a way that is um, audio uh driven like you, you you can you can sort of relate in the i guess easier way than than it would be with plants but what you're showing through this plant music is that plants have their own lives as well and perhaps their own thoughts who knows and there is this sort of response that's that's going on and isn't it fascinating that it's just kept quiet now <laughs> yeah 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 it I'm, well and this is the experiment i i had an incredible experience in a concert once where i was playing the specific you know song and tuning into the plant and the plant just went quiet and i i played a 
a chord on the harp like this. You know, I was like, I mean, that's out of tune right now, but, and the plant played a note and then I played and the plant played a note. And this happened maybe six times in a row. Um, and the audience, you could actually feel this awareness in the audience of <gasps> the plant is conscious and it's responding actively to us. It's, it's offering this experience of relationship and um, the human mind can do such weird things and strange things of, of putting, you know, separating ourselves from nature, separating ourselves from each other. But what the plant music is, is sharing is that, you know, we are in a very alive universe, a live planet. Nothing is dead. Nothing is not conscious. And from that perspective, just like the indigenous people of this planet knew this intimately, it, it's very hard to destroy something that you know is alive and you know is, is actively listening and responding to you. Um, but it's about tuning in. And I think this is why this piece has been coming to me over the process of working on the Wayfinder is tuning the instrument with the plant has been, has been an incredible process for me. And I think as a leader and also as a, um, a seeker, I, I'm, I'm very aware of this cycle of sharing and offering a song, for example, and then going inward and retuning myself and noticing where I'm not fully in alignment with myself, working with trauma, working with beliefs, and then processing through that, attuning to that new place, and then sharing again a song. And then, and so having the song of nature here is, is a symbol of tuning into the nat you know the natural the truth of who I am, and then sharing it and then retuning though and if we if we get into a process of a cycle of of that that's a healthy cycle it's not as healthy if if I tune and I create a song and I just keep keep creating and creating and creating from that place um, we as a society need to retune we need to tune into ourselves, our bodies, our hearts and create new music and new songs that resonate with the world as it is right now. The, the, what is being created is being created from a place of not being in rhythm with nature, not being in rhythm with our own uh, truth, which is being caretakers of this planet, caretakers for future generations. And that, that's also why I have the Chinese harp and the Celtic harp is because these 64 strings represent the diversity of, of the human spirit and the Chinese harp being, you know, East meets West, and the Celtic harp, the West. And these, these places um, are often uh, this polarized world of, of clashing of ideas, of disconnect, of fighting between, between one, one culture and the other. But what we're being asked to do at this time on the planet is to come together and is to learn to play together, learn to create together, and so this is really the basis of what's coming through me for the, the Wayfinder is, is having the song of nature with us and two hands, two harps in the song of nature. So playing, learning to tune both instruments to each other and work with each other, playing at the same time um, and, and allowing the, the relational experience to come into, into song, into music. 
I think the plant's been agreeing with you. It's almost yeah. as if like there's this um, there is this greater harmony in our world that we don't see, especially when we're so caught up with sort of like the the busyness of life and and what modernity sort of brings to us. Yet there is there is a larger harmony that unites us all, and it seems like this is this is also something that that you're exploring, and it's something that we should all perhaps just be still, be silent, hold that space, and and just listen to what comes. And so now, like, would you would you like to play something for us so that we can listen to? Yeah, your I would love to play. And oh, you might have to stop the podcast here and like let me tune again. <laughs> this is the, the and this is the humility of being a musician and a harpist. Is everywhere I go, I have to retune. And so that's the first thing you learn on a harp is to tune the harp. And you know, wouldn't it be interesting as humans if this is the first thing we learn is to tune ourselves and to tune ourselves to nature. Um, so there's humility in, in tuning and retuning and, and the strings of the harp um, very much representing, I feel, the different, different parts of the body or the chakra system from the bottom to the, to the top of the chakra system. And harp therapy is a very well-known um, form of music therapy where the harp is used to support healing. So this instrument has a lot of capacity for healing in the world. So I'm going to have to retune in a second. You might have to stop the podcast again. Here's the song with the plant music. I'm going to just turn it up so everyone can recognize the plant. There you go. Thank you. 
that was pretty so the plant music um was basically just uh playing a few notes at a time and as soon as i started playing um it playing like that i have actually haven't heard it playing like that so melodically right as i started playing before that's so cool i have to apologize <laughs> the internet connection isn't that good so what was recorded is probably not as good as the actual real thing <laughs> oh yeah i can do it again if you want no it's uh it's fine but um i just wanted to note that it was was that improvised oh yeah yeah wow because like i i was realizing that the plant was playing all these uh like these tunes these notes and you were playing in harmony with it and then i was like there's no way you could have rehearsed that. And it was just really interesting to see how they float together. I think I mentioned it to you before, right? When I first heard you play both um, the Celtic harp and, and the Gujang together, because for me, Gujang is something that's kind of familiar in, in terms of my memories and, and the tune of it. It's something that's very uniquely Chinese uh, as far as my memory goes, because I hear that, you know, growing up in Singapore, I hear that in schools where they, they have CCAs um, for, of like, for Gujang clubs and, and people would, perform quite periodically um you know just in in the halls and and i never would have pieced the two together because they are so distinct even though they're both string instruments for me they're quite different yet somehow you managed to find a way to link them together in a way that that harmonized like it it didn't feel too too different in the way that you you piece them together if that made sense and yet they're each each still sort of like maintain its own flavor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been um many years of of working with them but having them in the same key, you know, the, the Celtic harp has seven note scale, the Chinese harp has a five note scale. Um so it's it's finding the notes that that work together and taking the time to do that, which is again very celebrate our differences, celebrate our unique gifts, but as cultures, as individuals, as communities, but also learn to uh, to play together, to work together. And this is the relational um, aspect of of my project: is we must learn to um, be together and communicate and connect and 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 share our stories and hear each other and work together um on on what's happening on the planet right now with our struggles um so many people feel alone but we're not alone in, in our struggles we're not alone in our joys um we have such similar more similarities and differences really how has how has the wayfinder journey been for you i mean also because um i think when when we started that project I mean, COVID hit and, and it's been such a disruption to everyone's lives, but in a way that also there, there was a lot of chaos. And then suddenly we were, you know, six of us plus um, so Kelsey and Josiane together in a space and really holding space for each other to be heard. And I, would, I just wonder, like, what in terms of your, your experiences or your response, how has it been so far in the past couple of weeks? I think it's... I've been feeling, well, I mean, in terms of what's happening in Calgary and Canada, I mean, we we're just going through a second lockdown, um, three weeks where there's quite severe restrictions put on people that none of us have ever experienced before. But in terms of being a part of this project, um, 
this is this is giving light. This is this is a way of stepping into the eye of the storm and and creating and allowing creativity to move through me is is a huge resource uh, for helping my mental health, my emotional health, and and just um, transforming the the suffering and the fear of what's happening in the world into beauty, into some a creative expression. And this is one of my messages is we can transform anything with, with our hands, with the way that we move, move our feet, we can dance, we can um, move our hands and, and create something, we can knit something, we can draw something, we can write something, we can play something. Um, we have the, the ability in our body, in our hands, our feet, in our voice to respond accordingly to whatever's happening in our lives, even if it is this extreme situation of COVID affecting the world. Um, we, do, we do have that power in us. It's been um, really nice for me as well. Also, like I, I sort of came back to Singapore after six years abroad. And then, you know, obviously it's a sort of different reality where I just felt, I felt like physically I am here in this hot tropical country but my heart my soul it just felt like it was somewhere else in the world and and then I think like this project came at a time where I I kind of needed it because I felt like I was floating around like I just felt like 80% of my being is just not present here and yet I'm I'm neither here nor there and then doing this project sort of helped ground me a little bit in a strange way even though it was all mostly online, I think just having that space or having having that group that, that's so that's so warm and inviting and welcoming, and just even starting each session that we have together with a meditation and and just you know having having those moments of of silence, just just let those silence be, and and just having a space where you know if you don't really have anything to say, that's okay too, and and really curating that space to for each other to be heard and having that sort of support even like in the in the process in the past couple of weeks just having these conversations with you and bouncing ideas all that's like that's really nice and it's just I think as artists we we do need that that energy and that synergy as well just to just to ground us and to I think also I guess this is this was something that I, I did mention to you that I wanted to point out point out in this podcast which is that art has its own healing powers and what is it that feeds us artists in this process that we want to share as well to the rest of the world in a time like now? Like for me, it was, it's really every, every piece of my work, they're all really personal. They come from a personal experience or a personal story. And then with different sort of creative expression, I, I convey something, be it a message or be it my experiences. And actually, in, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Um, and that is to a certain extent if if I'm perfectionist enough, but then like the process itself, it gives me so much that I've learned that I that I recover and heal that I think no matter mm-hmm. what the outcome is, it doesn't matter because in that process yeah. I've gained a lot more from it. Absolutely. That's so beautiful, Fia. And you're right. I mean, coming together these six artist composers from around the world you're in singapore we have greece we have you know poland we have the uk and we have canada i mean we are literally hugging the world <laughs> oh we also have toronto and it's there's something so healing about coming together as a group of people who not only are we artists but we're also social innovators and bringing those things together is really so exciting um 
in, in the world. And I like, I mean, I want to remind people, you don't have to be an artist. I don't even like, like labeling myself that it's, it's just creating a practice of expression, something that's joyful for you. It doesn't have to have any outcome. What you said, the process in itself is so powerful of, of creating, you know, and then you, you know, I know in some cultures, um, they actually, you know, just leave the product. You know, I, th I think it's in uh, Inuit culture or up north in Canada. They create these amazing, you know, pieces of um, stone or wood art and they actually just leave it on the, on the ice. <laughs> they just leave it there because it's not about that. It's about what brought them there. Or in Tibet, the incredible sand um, uh, mandalas and then they destroy it afterwards. There's, there's a, the process of moving through something and moving out uh, what, what's in us in a creative way, an expressive way. Um, yeah, it's a vital thing for all of us right now, but it's, it's beautiful to hear your story. I think this is um, termed as land art, where artists just go into like usually sort of natural environments and then they create something and they leave it there. And uh, if if the wind destroys it, then so be it. That's that's a part of its cause. And I thought it was just really it was so nice to have. I, I guess social innovation exchange six sort of attracts a certain group of people and then it's almost like finding the people for us and having the right people at the right time at the right space and just realizing that no matter where we are in the world actually a lot of these sentiments that we share are, are very similar and that in response to this chaos there is increasingly more of an more of an urge more of a more of a need more of a desire to want to heal or to want to connect or to want to bring together yeah. something and i think what was what was really nice for me about about this um online residency is also that we we are coming together and we're not just talking about problems we're actually responding to it we're actually creating something together and i feel like all of these months over the over the past year having all these conversations that's online you know talking about the chaos talking about capitalism or talking about the system that's breaking down and it just feels like great what next and then you don't see these people after after one online call what is the action that we can collectively take how can we join forces how can we collaborate how can we make something together how can we act absolutely that's beautiful absolutely yeah, um, what's coming to mind um, right now is a another piece that I'm putting together, which is um, <laughs> always changes. Art does, but listening to here is is um, I'm playing the sound of uh, a river, and I could actually play this right now. Sound of a creek and a river uh, in the mountains, in the Rocky Mountains. And it's, it, it's an invitation for the, the listener to go to somewhere that's sacred for them. Maybe this is a place that why there's so much grief is this sacred place is being destroyed or it's not being respected. Um, and going and sitting and, and bringing something. I, I mean, in, in my training of Indigenous culture, we, we use tobacco. So we bring, bring tobacco and we offer it to the earth. We offer something. You know, if you don't have anything, you could just bring a piece of your hair and put it on the ground and there's an offering and then there's also a waiting and a listening and so this piece has the plant music in it it has the this river that is a place of sacredness for me but it's it's the response of nature it's the the question the hopelessness that can be there and for me I'm I, I don't go to church but I find that church is been nature church has been going to those sacred places and listening and really 
listening, not just going for a hike and running up and down the mountain and going home and saying, I accomplished something. For me, going, going into nature means I go somewhere and I, I take the time to be still and to tune myself to the song of nature, to that stillness, to the, to the web of life that is there. And I mean, nature is everywhere. I mean, this plant is nature and we're hearing nature through that. I'm just going to, I'm going to have to unplug the plant for a second and I'm going to play this, this river because I feel like it's important to hear where, where I've experienced the sacred. And I just want to say like, um, so I, we, we talked about this before, like how you, you grew up in a place that's so close to nature. And I grew up in a city where, you know, it's pretty much a concrete jungle with carefully curated rows of trees along, along the roads. And, and, in comparison, I, I could sense that you have a much heightened sensitivity towards nature and towards the energy that's around, which for me, even like being in nature and, and really being still, that took me some time to really learn to cultivate that because it, it didn't come as natural instinct. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was so appreciative of that conversation that we had, Fia, because it it's when this is all I know. And a lot of people that live around here have more of a connection nature with nature. It's easy to forget that nature is, and that experience of nature in different communities around the world is, is yeah, <laughs> it's very different than what I grew up with. So that, that actually, it was such a beautiful reminder and going, this is needed. What I'm doing is needed. And I have a skill to, to help remind people of what, what is within us and what, what is around us. Um, but it also made me aware of this, the sadness of like globalization and, you know, the amount of people that come to Canada and Calgary, you know, it's, it's, this city is so sprawling. I mean, there's all these suburbs that, where there's just, there's so much land that's being taken up by the city um, that, you know, there's only a million people here. There's some cities in the world where there's maybe 20 million people in the same amount of space. I don't know if it's 20 million, but there's a lot more people because we're just using the land because we have the land. And so there's a concern of how long will this land stay wild? And, and that's so dear to my heart, that place of the wildness of nature and to go into wildness and, and be re- remember what that's like within me and also what, what, like that, what that's like is healing. And Okay, I can go home, I can go into the city, I can go into this you know, civilization and do what I need to do, but I, at least I know that's there. I know it's still there. So this is this is from a place um, near Kanaska's uh, this, this stream. I was walking and I sat down near this stream, and I I there's ice. I don't know if you can hear the ice, but there's the river is sort of flowing through ice. And so I sat down and I brought my brought my some tobacco out and I I took a moment to to pray and to offer the tobacco to the stream and, and to listen and just to listen and, and be open. I, I just take a second now to do that. Just maybe like 10 seconds just to be still.
There you go. It was actually very calming. Mm-hmm. We don't actually have that much time left. Um, so like sort of an ending question, I guess, if there is one thing that someone can do to create change in the world, what would it be? Mm. Well, change begins within us and uh, change begins with an awareness of um, our body, our hands, our feet. And um, in order to create change in the world, we, need, we must begin with ourselves. So I would invite, I, I would invite you into stillness. Um, and from that stillness, maybe there's sitting meditation or maybe there's a movement that wants to come and, and allow the movement. There's a, there's a movement towards shaking the body. There's a movement towards, ah, you know, allowing the sound through the body, um, giving permission to what is present within us right now. That might mean there's a movement to go um, walking in, in, in the, in the bushes or in the woods or on the street to pick up a pen, to pick up something that you can express what's in you. Um, allow the movement because that movement is what's connected to, to the song of nature. It's what's that, that's the, the this current that's, that's running through all living things is the movement that's within you. And when we stop that movement, that's when we disconnect from the body and we go into the head and we start thinking too much. And, and there can be very difficult thoughts that come. And I feel very compassionate because I've experienced a lot of those in my life. But often the question and the answer is movement, going for a walk, listening, asking for help. Allow the movement within you. Listen to some music. Bring the body into your space and and uh, start to trust the body's movements towards towards writing a song. I'll just share a story of when I was um, lose, when I lost one of my best friends three years ago. I was in such grief, and we're we are grieving as an as a globe right now. The the grief of losing connection with each other, losing connection with losing work, losing you know things that were beautiful for us that we created and are now now not able to survive like business-wise. We're losing our family to, to COVID. We're losing people dear to us. And so I was in that place of grief like so many people are. And I, I'm so grateful I have the harp. So I have this resource. So find your resources. And I sat down to my harp and I started creating a song and just started playing. I didn't even think about a song. And so that song became a solace for me as I grieved, following the movement within me. Where can people find out more about your works? So I have um, a website, eileyaurora.com. It's E-I-L-Y aurora.com. And then I also have an Instagram channel, which is called The Harp Fairy. And uh, I dress up as a fairy and embody a character that's really about sparking joy through spontaneous creativity and silliness. Um, so that's where I actively post different videos and different pictures. 
Um, and uh, yeah, those are those are a couple of the places that you can find out about me. Um, and on YouTube, uh, Heart Fairy Clown, I just released a, a video there. I'll share the links on the, the episode description as well. Thank you so much for, for uh, being here with us today. I will leave everyone with a glissando, a, a wave. This is a part of the Wayfinder project is listening to the waves of change, waves of grief, waves of joy. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Hello, Talk listeners. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, it would really help if you can leave a review on iTunes or like us on Facebook. Otherwise, subscribe and share it with people whom you think will enjoy this. Special thanks to Andrea for the music. Catch you next episode.